0: Robinson. in this episode of the meeting of minds podcast i'm in conversation with rebecca i've known rebecca all her life and i'm very proud to be her godmother i really enjoyed our conversation where i got to witness firsthand what a smart interesting and dynamic woman she really is i hope you enjoy the conversation as much as i did so over to rebecca Okay, Becca. Hi. Hi.
1: Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. Um, And uh, here we are. We're going to talk about your twenties. But of course, your twenties are only just started, haven't they? You turned twenty-one this year in the middle of lockdown. Uh, I did
2: indeed. Half half my twenties so far have been me inside.
1: I know it's a really tough time, and I'm really sorry that this has happened in these in this big year for you. But um, I suppose there's never a good year. But from what you've been telling me, and you're going to share with us now, you've been using using this time to really great effect, and um, you know that's really great to hear. But how can um, so if I asked you, okay, what is your experience of your 20s?
0: so far or how are they
2: shaping up for you can we perhaps start there um so my 20s mainly I haven't ever thought of as a separate decade from my teens really because I've separated my life instead into kind of uni um so when I went to uni at 18 that was kind of the the life section if you like rather than being a teen and then being in my 20s um it it all kind of was one bit of life Um, which was a great experience. It was loads of fun. Um, I I really enjoyed it. Um, But kind of my third year, I think, which was obviously when I when I turned 20, and then now I've turned 21, um, which was from April 2019 to now, um, was it was kind, kind of the year where you have to, at university, most take control of what you're doing, and not kind of roll in at 3 a.m and then go to a 9 a.m lecture you've got to put put your work in and make sure you're planning for what's next um whether that's applying for jobs or making sure your CV's ready to go um, that kind of stuff so I took a lot more um thought when I got when it's my third year um in terms of what I was going to do with that time that I had before I might just enter a workplace to do a bit of volunteering get my CV up get a job Make sure I had things I could write to jobs and say, look, I worked alongside my degree or um, I did these different modules that all varied or I I do do volunteer work and all that kind of stuff. Um, So, so far, my 20s have been for the first half was a lot of a lot of work, really a lot of planning just for because I think the expectations that are on you um, to leave university and be a grown up meant that when you start remembering that you've got to leave university you really start worrying about what you'll need as a grown-up to carry on yeah um and then the second half kind of an abrupt end came to all that um all the fun I was having at uni all of the extracurricular stuff I was doing even my degree just all kind of abruptly stopped in March and I moved home um because I didn't want to live in a student house during lockdown I didn't want to carry on paying rent and I just wanted to see my mum Yeah. Um. so I've moved home Um. and this year has been obviously not what anyone expects for their 20s at all yeah Um. but it has kind of given me a minute to think and go hold on just give just take a second what do you actually want to do rather than graduating panicking and entering a job you're not really keen on or going to do a panic masters and just doing something because you need to what do you actually want because you've got time to think about it um and then it's it's let me consider my options a bit so my 20s so far have been odd definitely and I don't think anyone will ever have 20s like it again
1: (laughs) well you know in the best possible way I I hope they don't no oh no absolutely not I think you'll be one of a group of people who have this experience at your age and and hopefully other people won't I mean we don't know what's coming but it's a very unique experience yeah
2: absolutely yeah it's just it, it's kind of the time when I was supposed to be looking for new fun experiences new fun jobs um, even just things like when we were finishing uni we were all really looking forward to going out for a meal together and Mm. seeing our friends from our course and going out for drinks and obviously doing all the partying we'd been doing anyway but we've not been able to do any of that it just was like a real real odd end to a degree because you've kind of you for starters I was super connected to the city to just leave Liverpool which was a fantastic place to go to uni it was great I loved living there suddenly and I had, I had a list of things I've got them written down on my phone of what I was going to do in my last couple of terms because I hadn't been to this restaurant or gone for a walk in this place or visited this, you know, all these just little things that I've not managed to do. Yeah. And I still haven't done them because I just came home and that was it.
1: Yeah.
2: And then the other thing is, um, a lot of my friends have spoken about this, is the friends that you make at uni aren't always the friends you live with. So the girls I live with, I will see them again. And I text them all the time and we all meet up and remain friends. But there's people who I didn't really text that often, but I'd see them in the pub on a Thursday or I would bump into them in lectures and we'd have a little chat. And I just won't see them really now because we didn't ever have a friendship so close that we talked all the time. But it was just nice to see them. Almost like the acquaintances are what we'll miss the most because we don't really have any connection to them now because we didn't do the goodbye and sort of all leave gracefully at the end.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I still remember the day of my last exam, and I, I didn't have I I didn't really mix socially with a lot of the people on my course. But I, you know, you all have your last exam together, and I remember coming out of that and all having a bit of like, "Oh my god, it's over!" And thank goodness for that. And that little moment. And yeah, you really, you really reminding me that you just didn't get that ending. Um, yeah so and the I girls I are... I've only just realized how important endings are at my age to mm. to I've always been one to go on to a new beginning forget the ending let's quickly go on to the new beginning but actually endings are really important and you didn't get that ending like you, as you just described and you know that's that, that's a bit sad that you've missed that so and I think it was
2: it's just a hard harder goodbye almost because my girl, the girls I saw who lived with me I moved I had to obviously get my stuff out yeah. So I saw them and it was a really rushed me moving my, all my stuff out really quickly. My mum was there, but I still said, I'll oh, see you soon. And since when lockdown lifted in the middle, I've met up with one of them for a lunch. It was really nice. Um, I've been shopping with the other one. like We've seen each other um, and that's been nice. And I've met up with kind of as I can. I've met up with friends that I was close with. Um, But the people on my course, I've just not had a chance to see because when I'd see them would be in a tutorial meeting and then we'd knit for a pint afterwards or um, we'd go to a lecture and then go, oh, should we just go and grab a pizza? But we didn't get to do that because uni just finished one. We went home on a Friday and on the Monday they said, don't come back. And that was it. So
1: it was. Yeah, it was a bit of an abrupt end to to that as you say Uh, it it wasn't even really an ending was it it was like an abandonment and midway through because well yeah you can sort of imagine like
2: it's almost just like we left every we just ran like kicked our shoes off and just went and that was it it was just gone (laughs) um and all my stuff stayed in like a big box and in two suitcases just in my room because I don't even know where to put these four folders full of uni work or all these clothes or it was just like a completely crazy and even the moving out of the house we had to do all the things you'd normally do slowly at the end of the cleaning the oven all the stuff to, like all just all the little things we were like we've got one day quick like polish everything hoover we're out it was just honestly yeah it was kind of like a weird run for your life situation
1: yeah I can in, we... <laughs> I'm getting the feeling of that if you're describing it to me so you pull up you, you, you jump out, your mum's in the car, you run in, you get your stuff, you pack it, you clean the oven, you dust, you hoover, you sink it, it just like your body, <laughs> and you're out. Because one,
2: well, one of my friends decided to stay in Liverpool because I think she just thought she would focus better in a house on her own because we still had the house. You're in a contract. We still had the house for those months. Yeah. Um. So she stayed um, on her own. So she kind of got the goodbye to the house which sounds like an odd thing, but it is somewhere you've, you've spent your life for three years. You've lived with these people in this environment. It's been really nice. And you kind of just rush to get away from it. Um, and I'm sad that I rushed it so much, but I didn't, I, I, the only reason we went up so early and moved my stuff out and left for good and didn't go back is because of dad. Um, so for the listeners, my dad works in A&E. So he was obviously very frontline from the off. He um, he was seeing it from the very beginning, maybe even earlier than kind of lockdown started. He kind of knew what was coming. Yeah. So in our house, there was a lot of high stress on that. We were worried about him, obviously, but we were also worried about the people we were seeing. So we stopped seeing my grandparents very early on. Um, and we tried to avoid seeing our friends as much as we could because we didn't want to be the kind of catalyst for it. Obviously, we didn't want to put anyone at risk who, who we know. Um, so when I went back up, um, the girls kind of were happy for me to stay and said oh we've got come on like we, I'm sure you'll we'll be back in a couple of weeks and, and I was like I just think from what I'm seeing at home and how stressed kind of my parents are um I don't think I'll be coming back so I rushed out and that was it and even at the time I think I kind of thought well you know maybe in a month because they said the two-week lock the initial two-week lockdown and then that'd be it it would be fine so even I thought oh maybe you know after Easter holiday I'll come back up and we'll see each other again But As as I left, Mum said, "I think that's probably it," and she was right. I just didn't. I just didn't go back, which is a real shame.
1: Yeah, and so it was a really abrupt ending, like you like you say. So, uh, and then not not long after that, you turned twenty one, didn't you?
2: I did. Um, my birth, my flatmate actually, and one of my really close friends at uni. Um, her birthday is the week before mine, so we had this whole kind of weekend plan. We we're going to get all our friends together. We'll go out. Um, we'll probably have a meal. All these sort of things that we'd always do together for our birthdays. And that was completely out the window. And I had a barbecue with my parents,
1: yeah.
2: um, <laughs> which was really nice. But my mum worked so hard to try and make it, especially as she possibly could, obviously. But it was just yeah. the five of us um, at home uh, eating. We had an afternoon tea and then the next day we did kind of games in the garden with a big barbecue and then we had a spag bowl because it's my favorite dinner and that was like my 21st birthday and I think even when you're sort of 18 21 feels like such a big age you're like that's when I'll be a grown-up that's when I'll be a real adult lady and then it was just all down the toilet and it was just kind of a real anticlimax. climax uh, my friends blessed them did this zoom fun um, Taskmaster I don't know if you've seen Taskmaster but yeah, I love definitely. Taskmaster yeah. um, and my mum planned like tasks for us all and sent packages to my friend's house with a bottle of prosecco in and like instruction sheets so we did like a zoom postal event from all their different houses and that was really nice but it's just kind of not it's obviously it's never what you imagine it's going to be like at all um so I've told them all that as long as we've all got the vaccine we're doing my 21st cancelled this year I'm just turning 21 again next year
1: and we'll do it properly (laughs) Uh, absolutely I mean it does sound like you know with your you you know your mum's fab isn't she so trying you you know to you you made the best of it which is yeah actually all you can do in the middle of that and you know that's like a great 21st I know it wasn't what you yeah oh no it was fantastic it was fab I think the first couple of weeks yeah
2: it, it was a lot of this is horrible, doom and gloom. Oh my God, I hate this. I hate being trapped at home.
1: Yeah. I
2: was ready to start my life. And then after a while, I was like, do you know what? This is happening either way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to change any of this situation um, without breaking a lot of rules. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I'm just going to do what I can. And actually, this, I've had this conversation with my parents a, a couple of times now, actually, is that I would never have seen them for this length of time mm-hmm. post uni if this hadn't happened because I would have gone somewhere else to do my master's um I'd have moved to I don't know Edinburgh or somewhere really far away and to do a master's um in September so I'd have had two months at home and it would have been mainly me going out with my mates from home and then I would have come back packed my stuff and gone again and actually I've had eight months with my parents who I love very much and do spend a lot of time with and always was close to in my in my teen years um so it's actually been really nice to sit on the sofa with them and watch a bit of rubbish telly or yeah. have a film night and eat dinner with them all. Yeah. And even Hannah and Sam, so my siblings, are have grown up loads since I went to uni, which is an odd thing to kind of realise as a 20-year-old. But um, Sam especially was in primary school when I went to uni and now he's in year nine. He's, like, choosing his GCSEs. Um, and I would have missed so much kind of big life stuff of his. Yeah. Um, which I can't which I felt like I did miss a bit of uni. That was a really hard bit of of uni. Um, because I did enjoy uni tons. I had a great time. I love have I love kind of going out and making friends and all that sort of stuff. So I had I did have a fab time. But the stuff that I found hardest was not being here when Hannah and Sam had stuff on.
1: Yeah.
2: Because I missed I missed it. I was like, oh, Sam's like a grown-up now and I didn't see
1: it. That's so horrible. You can't be everywhere, can you? You can't be out. It, you know doing your thing where you live as well as being part of what what's still going on at home and that that exactly that is a real sort of you know push-pull situation yeah when you are first moving away from home I think and um yeah, yeah. Uh, I do remember that so it, it it's good that you can see the positive that has come out of that that you have had time to spend getting to know everybody again. Uh, the older you are and the older that you know your, your, your yeah. siblings are as well and I think you know personally I think that will stand you all in good, really good stead later on
2: yeah because I know Hannah, Hannah's now an adult which is crazy to me anyway but um, <laughs> she, she has since she was kind of 16 been up to Liverpool a bit we've gone to concerts together she's just come for a weekend and we've had like a takeaway and watched telly and that's been really nice to spend time with her as a grown-up and get yeah. to know each other because when you're 14 and 10 or 16 and 12 all you do is bicker all the time we just fought all the time yeah. she stole my top me, me, you know and now we can actually we still both do that and bicker with each other all the time but we because we're both grown-ups we can be friends
1: yeah
2: as well as being siblings which is really nice and then sam is now getting to that age where we can be mates and like yeah. laugh at stuff together and i don't have to just feel like I need to protect him all the time. We can we can just be friends, which is really nice. So coming home for that age for him has been really good for me. I think I've enjoyed getting to know him. And again. Do you
1: think they've enjoyed having you home?
2: Um. Well. Um. <laughs> I've got, I have Sam, I do have a quote actually from from my younger brother, um, who is quite he's eight years younger than me, quite a lot younger than me. Um, when I came, I think it's about two months after I'd come home. And he said something along the lines of something you can sometimes you can love something better if it's far away. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, I like that a lot. I don't think he means it as it sounds. I think he, <laughs> I think he hasn't minded having me kind of to, to to watch telly with and do nothing with and play video games with and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But he doesn't like having another grown up in the house to tell yeah. him to please could he fill the dishwasher?
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the I, other I, end of it. see that, and um, you know, it, it's a balance between how much of it is good having an extra person around, and how much of it is actually not quite so good. So I yeah, I see that, but um, it, it's great that on the whole it's been nice you having that time, but yeah, also yeah. you being at home. You, you were telling me um, before we started recording about actually what this time, what else this time at home has given you.
2: Yeah 100% so um, before I left uni I kind of was just getting experiences where I could Um, so if I got a job opportunity pop up through any kind of means if someone just said oh we've got something going in the office or um, would you come and help out doing this waitressing or all that sort of stuff I'd just do it. When a volunteer opportunity came up at uni um, I went and did it I worked in a primary school for a bit. Um, Last year I applied for a job doing admin at home because I was at home and I wanted a summer job um, and I got that. So that was a different experience again. Um, in Liverpool, I, I love going to live music events. So I thought, great, I'll go and work for a recruitment agency at festivals. So I just did loads of festival work for throughout uni. So I've had a great time, but it's never been directed. And I've never gone, oh, one of these will be a career.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and then when I came home, I sort of thought I need to actually decide what's next, because otherwise I will just live in my parents' house. And eat their delicious food until I'm much too old. So I um, started doing a lot of research about what jobs are available for me. I initially thought a lot about teaching, but I knew I would never go home from it. I knew that I would get really attached to that group of children and um, care about them all, and that's obviously good. But on the other hand, it means I just worry all the time, and um, a lot of it would be me putting maybe not my mental health, but my kind of, just putting a lot of myself into it, which isn't always good for me. Um, so I then started looking at other things I'm interested in, which through uni is it's kind of, I've developed a lot of stats knowledge and I actually have come to enjoy it quite a lot. Um, research methods, stats, producing reports, all that kind of stuff. So I started looking at jobs that were more linked to the statistics side because I decided as well looking really into the future that if I one day think you know what I've made a huge mistake I want to be a teacher I can go and do that I can go and do a teach first I can get some more volunteer experience and go and get a TA job and work my way up I can go and do another degree if I so feel like it but going from teaching into something else more specific would be much harder for me um, when I was older and I'd already kind of got a career in teaching so I applied for an internship last I think it was December time, Um, get on to, but it was never, that's not really been a problem because it would just introduce me to a job sector that I really had no idea about, um, which has been amazing because it's meant I can then focus my master's, get onto a master's and start a master's, which I'm doing in January, Um, and it's all kind of to do with statistics and audience insights and analysis, and I can go and work in media or in events or all kind of things that I do enjoy. Um, whilst doing statistics which I also enjoy and eventually if I decide it was all a mistake I could go and do teaching down the line if I if I wanted to but without this it was it was probably three months that I had free I wouldn't have even looked I'd have just carried on doing what I was doing yeah. and not realized that was even an option kind of thing
1: yeah I think lockdown has given um or this year, generally, because lockdown's sort of been in various forms during the year, to, and it means different things to different people, depending on what area you're in. But this year, generally, has, for some people, given them time, to mm. because we've been forced to have time. So, I mean, my work just ended completely in March, and I just had nothing. So I, I had a similar experience, that it gave me time, probably for the first time in my life, to actually do do nothing and, and think okay so actually if I had to create what I wanted next what would that be so it, it it sounds like a similar thing to you that it gave you that time that you know like you say actually in, in more normal circumstances you'd be out with your mates and you'd be out doing other things and you wouldn't necessarily have that time to sit down and think okay focus on what's coming next and what do I want out of that um yeah I think we we were talking off air, and you said actually, you've done all these jobs, and you, you you've taken the elements and sort of put them together of a sort of job that you would want, yeah, um, and that would suit your lifestyle. Um, that would you know maybe a, a job Monday to Friday and not working weekends is what you want because you like times yeah. uh, weekends with so, your friends and family and stuff, and and just how could you build a job? that suits your lifestyle and your skills and what you want out of life and then you've worked back from there to actually sort of find the, the master's course that's going to hopefully lead you there which I just find that is incredible <laughs> I, th- I think that's brilliant it's sort of what I've done but I'm, I'm not very good at the end goal I just like okay well we'll try this and we'll try that so um uh hence that, that it was out of that, that time that this podcast has been, the idea for this podcast was born. But um, I, I think it's really smart of you as well. I mean, you, you touched on it earlier, uh, mental health, and you said, well, maybe not so much your mental health. But I think it perhaps is an element of your mental health, knowing that if you were worried about things for, in, in a work scenario during your time not at work, that does affect your mental health. If you can't switch yeah. off from work... Mm. it 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 can have a real impact on your on on on, on your wider life and um, yeah. Because I, I, my I so my feels... degree
2: was psychology yeah, which
1: obviously then the
2: route that everyone expects you to take is to oh you oh can you read my mind and yeah. or are you going to be a psychologist are you going to be a psychiatrist and I never wanted to do that for the same reason. That I kind of ended up turning a bit away from teaching is that I knew that if I was talking to people about their personal lives and how they were feeling and their experiences, I would, for starters, I'd want them to be. I don't know if this makes me a fixer, but I'd want them to be better and I'd want them to be helped. But that means that I would always put the pressure on myself, which definitely wouldn't have been good for me. So I kind of I've always said I'm not going to do clinical because it's not I can't do that setting where someone else for starters relies on you so heavily and that's exactly how it should be that's the job but on the other hand you have to kind of set the boundaries and make it okay for you as well and I just would have struggled with that personally um so then I moved to teaching a bit and then kind of realized that it's, it's quite similar people rely on you every day um And they're even younger, and more impressionable and have, you know, have their stuff going on and are growing. And I just thought, I can't, I know that I'll, I will make it too much about me and then I'll never take it home. Which is probably my own problem. (laughs) But it just means that a nine to five office job where I can do research into things that have already happened is much more
1: preferable to me. As and you've always got those skills you, you know you, you've got your degree and there's no, yeah. there's, no there, there's no saying now that the decisions you make now are going to form the entirety of the rest of your career because um y- you know a career for life i mean in my generation you know and i'm in my 50s it, a, a job for life doesn't really exist and i've sort of morphed into a couple of careers now and you know certainly for your generation a, a job for life is really um not not expected and probably not even wanted really no, been, no, been, no, no, um what do they call it a portfolio career where you yeah. know you, you 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 have a bit of time doing this and a bit of time doing that and that links in with one of the reasons why i started doing why I, the, the idea for this podcast was that i um did a post on instagram about your 20s being quite a confusing can be a confusing decade And actually, it's more about rather than having one idea and going with it, 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 it's more about um, what a a lady that wrote a a book that I read that she talked about trying on life's uniforms. And Mm -hmm. so having a look at this and deciding, okay, how does this uniform fit? How does this job, this lifestyle, how does this suit me? How does this fit? Is this okay? Mm, Okay, I like this bit about it. But not this, and then moving on to something else uh, and I think it's really important that people in their twenties know that it's okay to not have a fixed idea where the rest of life is going to go, because yeah
2: even even with this, I might get to thirty and realize I was talking a load of rubbish, I'd love to do teaching,, yeah. and then I'll just go and do it. that's I can it do won't that. be too late, yeah, well, luckily, I'm in a situation where. I'll I'm I'm kind of privileged enough that I could just go oh do you know what I, I changed my mind which isn't isn't available to everyone um but I even well even now thinking about things I'm doing now like this pod I'll probably listen to this podcast in 10 years and go what was I talking about yeah. I had no idea like I had I had no clue um but I'm trying to do something that for the moment is right for me without being something that is I want to get started almost yeah. I want to get started in something that's more of a career than just me working Saturday night shifts and I want I, I want to get started with that I'm I, I want to learn things I want to start something new and get excited about it but um if I wait for to, for me to be ready for a specific thing yeah. rather than finding something I'm ready for now and then moving into that later then I'll just never do anything <laughs>
1: no and you're absolutely right and that that is what that is what holds quite a lot of people stuck sometimes that they're 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 looking too far in the future to you know if you if you sat there now going okay I need to know that the decision I make now is what I'm going to want to do for the the next 10 years well uh, okay I mean you, you know that might that's a lot of pressure on the decision that you need to make now. Yeah. Whereas actually, is this the right thing for you to do now? Does it seem like the right thing? Have you thought about it? Does it seem like it's going to fit with what you want from your life? And if it does, then go and try it. And like you say, I mean, it takes, you know, you are in a privileged position that you can try this, that you, you, you've you got a place to do your master's, which is fantastic. Presumably you're going to live at home while you do that because it's not. Yeah, which, which is another thing
2: that I'm just 100% we're completely lucky with my mum said yes you if you're if you want to learn this at home and stay here that's we'll have you which kind of is another thing that's just helped me tremendously if I because if I had to move somewhere else and you know rent somewhere else or try and find a place somewhere else I'd have struggled much more with this whole process but kind of having that to relax about has 100 put me in a better position okay. which makes me incredibly lucky and I know that
1: <laughs> yeah no I mean it's good um, to know that you're lucky and accept that but equally you you do have that on your side so it's completely okay to to take to to you I don't mean use but you know to, to accept that situation and make the best of it and you've made the yeah. decision to go and do this course which actually you you you'd not really thought about at all until having had this time to research things and, and look into things and yeah and you know see how that goes because whatever you learn you will you will learn skills in, in, in doing that course and a job that it will lead to you will learn skills that you will then carry on using in later life even if you don't stay in that sector or in exactly. that job or in that area you will definitely learn things we're learning all the time um, yeah and, um um I just think um I, I think it's really great it's really great for me to hear that something really good has come out of this this year for you and that you you've now got um a plan. Cause it must be quite hard. There must be lots of um people in, you know, at your age and your position, as in Finnish university, you know. I don't know I presume graduate schemes are are nowhere near as easy to get on this year as they I'm not saying it's easy but I'm sure it's harder to get on them this year and there's just less jobs available and much more uncertainty and um, you know I'm sure lots of people are feeling stuck and don't know what to do.
2: So I know that a lot of the expectations for kind of leaving uni come from firstly school and university not by any fault of their own really but also just by general society it's kind of like find your forever kind of find what you want to do forever and love it and I'm like there's no approach of you don't have to do that forever find something you want to do now and do that so I think that puts a lot of pressure on um kind of finding something you're always going to fit which is very stressful but even choosing psychology as a degree taught me how much transferable skills are important and how much you can use something you've learned in one subject to a completely different kind of end yeah psychology is so massive that there is no chance of walking out and getting a job in psychology but you can use all the skills you've learned in all the different sectors for so many different jobs or even so many different courses so just a 12-week module you can go deeper into that, do a bit of outside reading and then get onto a master that you're interested in, which is what I did. I did one module about media and now I'm doing a media focused masters because that's what interested me. Um, And it excited me at the time and I liked it, but then I've also linked in my research methods and realised that I can do statistics. So that's linked into the masters. So finding transferable skills is so important and has helped me the most because for so long, I thought I haven't done that subject. So yeah. I've got no chance of getting you,
0: that that role. Because you, you were saying uh, earlier
1: about statistics that actually, you know, you didn't really enjoy maths at school, it wasn't your, your best subject, and actually you've sort of shied away from or, or not really felt able to think, okay, statistics could be for me because for you, statistics kind of came under the maths umbrella, but actually y- y- you've realised... It it is something you can learn. It is something you can do. It's actually something you're good at and you enjoy. So, actually, that's why you've gone more in that direction.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of the things placed on me at school are things that I still go, oh well, I can't do that. But that's not true. It's just, just, for starters, they're complete. Maths and statistics are completely different subjects. But in terms of anything, something when you were 15 that you weren't very good at, you can look back at now and go, hold on. If I work through this, actually, this might be all right. so for the first kind of year of uni, I I said to mum all the time and I said to my coursemates, oh, I can't do that. Like I'm not I'm not good at maths, but I can. And I've got I've kind of done all right. I've got grades to show that I've, I've done OK. Um, I've produced reports. I've worked in teams doing statistical analysis. I've done quantitative and qualitative and all this sort of data stuff. Um, which all of when I first started uni, I'd have gone, oh, God, that's not for me because. I'm not good at maths I was always good at English but they're not two separate things you, you you can be good at both things you can be good at different bits of both things but it's just kind of the a lot of it I think probably comes from A-level and GCSE grading is like when you get that grade that's kind of what you are at that time yeah. and obviously that's just to help you get to the next stage and yeah. to give kind of a playing field for everyone to be on yeah but it is such a oh well I've got that grade now so That's probably bad, (laughs) but it's just not true.
1: It's it's really interesting. It's right. It's exactly what you're saying. I mean, those grades are uh, an indication of where you were at that time compared to whatever this ideal, you know, whatever you had to do to get an A or whatever you had to do to get these. But actually, that doesn't define who you are as a person and how you are going to be in a job applying any of that information. i mean i went i i did a law degree and i was rubbish at my law degree i was absolutely rubbish i i got a two i got a solid two, but i only got a two, and um. but actually i was a great lawyer so yeah um I, I could very easily have been put off going on to be a lawyer because i didn't get a brilliant degree doing a law degree and actually being a lawyer in practice for two very different things and that yeah you know sort of like what you're saying and i think it's really important to to, to know that and not be defined by uh, or allow yourself to sort of limit your how much you incorporate uh things like math or english or, or things into oh what am i trying to say not not limit yourself to not doing things that involve things that you think you're not very good at yes does that make sense <laughs> yeah because at school you learned to think that you weren't very good at something but that yeah. actually out in the big wide world is something completely and utterly different yeah, yeah. that's something you was because you said earlier that you felt that a lot of expectation um on like leaving university and sort of finding your forever thing came from being at school and at university is that right is that your feeling
2: so in we did a module in first year um where we learned to write our cvs so we got taught how like what to put on a cv to get a specific job and how to do so even from the first term of being in a new city with completely new people studying a completely new thing they were like oh you should all be thinking about your job (laughs) Um, which instantly was stressful because um at that time I was thinking about whether or not my flatmates liked me or not, (laughs) um, whether or not I was making the most of having this great three year experience that's supposed to be the best time of your life, um, whether or not I missed my parents, which I did so much. Um, whether or not I had enough money to go out on Friday. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all this stuff that is completely new to you as an independent grown up living alone. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, remember that soon you'll have to enter the job market and it'll be terrifying and here's how you do it um you need to have great career up well at least minded a great career advice service you can go and sit and they'll talk you through your options and kind of what's for you and here's all the stuff you could do with your skills but even all the kind of careers advice stuff is very useful but it gives you a direction
1: yeah
2: which is important you should have kind of an idea about a direction you want to go in but it doesn't need to be such a big oh like have you got your this is this is going to be your career yeah like it might not it might just be something you do for a bit to yeah. see if you like it or not yeah um and it's, I think it's just very tricky I think probably we got less pressure than other courses because um no you can't really go straight from a psychology degree into a psychology professional job
1: yeah because that's something way else to go is so there is
2: yeah so yeah. you can go you can go you can get into many Good careers with like psych- with just a straight psychology degree, but if you want to do something clinical or something um, that involves professional psychology, you have to go and do a masters because it's so massive that if you get a job, they'll say, "Yeah, but what actually have you done that's related to this specifically?" Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think it's probably less pressure than for other courses, but if you do something, the the kind of pressure on you to make a decision so early is even at A level if they say oh why don't you go and do a very specific engineering course so one of my cousins both my cousins did engineering but one of my cousins did I can't remember mechanical engineering or something and that was right for him that's he really enjoys it he's still doing it fantastically he's having a great time but no one ever says what happens if you get to 30 and go oh my god I don't want to be an engineer anymore and you've done this really specific degree with uh, you're in industry and like a direct job path yeah that it then becomes such a specific kind of route through to your career yeah that you don't have a chance to go hold on maybe I want to I don't know do events management do you know what I mean yeah. it, it never it's just like a yeah like it's it's, it's just such a straight line from being at a level which is 16 17 years old yeah, to being in a career which is crazy to me that people that young should have to because my sister's choosing at the moment whether to go to uni, whether not to go to uni, what to do at uni, what will help her get a job. She and she, I'm, she's a child still, really. She shouldn't have to
1: choose something now that could kind of impact her forever and ever. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I do think it's a lot of pressure, very young, and you know, it starts even just choosing your options for GCSE. You know, which is what yeah. you know, which is what my 14 year old is at, and you know, he could make some decisions now that could you know if he doesn't do something at GCSE he's not going to be able to do it at a level all yeah. the chances are he's not going to be able to do it at a level so um and, and you know he might make decisions now that scupper some choices further down the line I mean you know it's never the end you can go and do oh, GCSE, no, yeah, levels outside school I mean you know if you really have a passion and decide oh okay I didn't do that but it, it, it is it, it, I totally agree with you that it's really tricky um and there is a, a, and I think by it being so tricky, it sort of increases the expectation in a way because okay, I've made these decisions, so this bit by bit you're narrowing the path down, aren't you? And um, I think
2: and you're almost getting shaped by what you choose at each stage. Yeah. To to, to a certain thing, whether you yeah. know it or not, really. Because yeah. I I I'm at A level, I had no idea my life path. I had not a single clue. Yeah. So I picked what I liked. Yeah. I picked what I enjoyed, and I thought I'd do the best at. But then now that, and already then, just by doing that, when I got to uni, I couldn't have done a whole section of of uni degrees because I'd just completely cut them all off when I picked my A levels.
1: Yeah, me me, me too. So it's just I, me too. And and you know, and that was the, that was the way it was. It's really interesting that it hasn't changed, and I don't think A yeah. levels have changed. You know, I did. I I, I was really I I felt I was really lucky I was really good at math so and I found that maths came to me really easy so I did maths and further maths I did as much math as I possibly could at a level because I hoped I would do well in it and get good grades because that was all I was looking for um rather yeah. than being a particular subject that would send me down a certain path but I put I didn't choose sciences so I knew all the science-based things were out the window by then um, yeah. yeah and it, it, it is really interesting and that's definitely what happened to me I went down a certain path and I ended up sticking on that path for quite a long time um, well and it's not always a negative
2: it's, it 100% isn't it's no. it can be so positive and it can give you some people dream of a career from being tiny and that's what yes. they want to do and then they go and do it and they get on that and that's fantastic Absolutely. but I think Absolutely. it's just a thing of being kind of this age and going oh my god if I'd picked kind of one different a level i could have done that instead and i could be there instead now and it's just such a tiny decision at really a young age when you've got no idea what's going on i still don't have any idea what's going on but even then you have to choose something that could change everything yeah which is
1: very stressful (laughs) yeah i can I, i i i vaguely remember but i can definitely hear from what you're 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 telling me how stressful it is and um, can I I just say I think you're making a fabulous job of it and you you, you know and I'm really pleased to hear that you decided what your next step is and you you're on that you're going to start that in January I think it's fabulous I mean I think now is a really great um, time to sort of you know um, for me to ask you so you, you know very vaguely have you got a bigger picture you know hopes and dreams dreams. twenties ahead of you what 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 might come in fall in that for you okay so when I was
2: at A-levels we had to write a letter to ourselves when we were 25 and then we'll open it when we're 25 and it'll be our life then um obviously I didn't wait till I was 25 as soon as I moved back from Liverpool and found this weird envelope with my name on I was like what is this just opened it and I when I was a level I had such a massive idea I had such a huge like I'm tra- honestly I was gonna like travel the world do all this amazing stuff um and it was gonna be incredible and amazing and it was all gonna work out um and then basically what changed my entire perspective was when I went to Italy I think I've told you about this before but I went traveling after my levels to do you know see the world i'm gonna be a, just
1: a cultured that, lady and do all this stuff yeah
2: and go to uni and have been to all these cool places and be such a cool person um and i went to italy for one day and got mugged and had to come home
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I know, um and uh, it just was an, a, a brilliant picture of how everything's how everything was going i was like right limit your expectations a bit let's not travel the world before we're 20 let's come on now um so I came home and started uni and uni was great um and then my hopes and dreams at uni were I'm gonna get a great grad job and, you know, and do all this stuff um and it just all kind of everything is is fine and fun and everything's great but I'm I'm never gonna I kind of realized at one point you don't need to have everything together by the time you're 25 you don't need to, like, have a house and a dog and a good career and a nice car. You can just kind of still be living the best life you can, and that will do. Um, so my hopes and dreams now are much smaller, but still kind of dreams. Um, My next thing is a house because I love my family endlessly, but I can't live here forever. They drive me up the wall. <laughs> so... Um, oh. so um currently saving up I'm sure it'll be years in the making but my next kind of dream is to to have a house um which is my next goal
1: yeah and but I also suppose just, where that house is will depend where the career is taking you uh, yes kind
2: of yeah so I decided not to kind of instantly just go I'm going to rent somewhere and leave yeah. and get any job because I, I that won't help me um I'm going to stay here until I found kind of a job after my master's and then hopefully that job will make sure I can go somewhere yeah somewhere else um I definitely can't stay here it's just not affordable for a 20 year old yeah. um so and I definitely want to live somewhere nearer a city because I loved living in a bigger in a bigger place you really enjoyed um, school didn't you oh, I loved it I did yeah. love it I love like I love living here I love living in the countryside I love going on walks and that sort of stuff but for for someone in their 20s given what we're talking about there is really limited kind of options for us yeah. um, there's not real massive career development through this tiny town yeah. there's not kind of um, big opportunities for going out and networking and meeting new people and doing all this fun stuff because there's one bar and like three main offices buildings there's nothing kind of happening yeah um which i think will would be really nice once i'd got a solid kind of life in place i'd ha- i'd got a lovely career that i was enjoying i'd got all the- that would be lovely but right now when i'm trying to explore all the different stuff yeah. i want to be somewhere bigger well
1: where with there's more stuff, stuff to explore with more
2: stuff happening yeah, yeah. yeah. um so my my ma- yeah my main hope and dream is is leaving home currently um and finishing my master's because uni for me was great fun but I did a lot of having fun and I know I could have worked harder so I want my master's to be me putting all the work in I possibly can and fully getting my potential because I did I still did good and I got the grade I wanted but I know that I wanted when I got to the end I thought I could I could have gone to more lectures probably or, (laughs) or just you know gone that coursework I could have probably read it through one more time and made sure I drafted it properly rather than just going submit Uh, so I'm gonna take the time this time and go do it all properly and work really hard and try and do the best I can that's my my most current expectation of me is that I want to do that really well
1: well it sounds like you did university just well just right that's my, that's right. my <laughs> doing university right and I know that might not be everybody's but, you know and you got out of that what you needed and now you're on the next stage and you, yeah. you um you will what you want out of this next stage is something slightly different isn't it and actually it's shorter is it a year
2: it, yeah it's one year so it'll be well, January to January year, and, you oh, and you don't and you don't get a yeah I think I think it's I think it's 10 months but it'll finish 2020, so yeah one year and it's really early January
1: 2022 it finishes so yeah yes so um and then during next year you can celebrate your 21st and you can yeah properly
2: uh, we'll just pretend none of it
1: happened and we're going we're going
2: all out for the 21st all
1: out for your 21st on your 22nd yeah absolutely (laughs) uh, in in the middle of doing your master's and you know that is just fabulous It, it it really is you you've had so many great things to to say um, throughout our chat it's been it's been wonderful hearing oh, all you. about it has it's been truly <laughs> wonderful talking to you i am so impressed um, by your by the depth of your thinking and 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 your ability to to flex and sort of go okay so my expectations on that okay maybe they were a little bit high. So actually let's let's re let's just regroup and and, and sort of have a rethink about that. And I I, yeah. I think that is such a, a brilliant skill to be taking into your 20s. I really do, given that um, you know, this is a time of experiencing different things and, and finding out a bit more a, a lot about yourself and who you are. You you, you, oh, you know, in yeah. in the wider world and in the world of work and what you're going to bring and what your zone of genius is going to be um you know as you as you move through your 20s and I think that ability to flex is really important and and be be open to opportunities and, and open to things yeah. that's not necessarily going the way you think they're going to and that yeah, doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they're going wrong it they just might not go the way that you you expect but yeah uh, I'm a great believer in all things. That everything is exactly as it should be it just doesn't always look like that at the time yeah we, um,
2: yeah yeah 100% yeah. well I'm sure eventually this all of this will be I'll go oh no I changed my mind again and did something else <laughs> but but that's
1: fine but that's okay because that's got really, a while yeah and, and you you don't want to settle either and and some people will settle and that's absolutely fine but I can tell that you're not one of those people you know you you have thoughts and dreams and hopes and you're not going to just i mean you might settle for a, a space of time because all of us have to do things that we don't necessarily want to do because of the why oh, yeah. the, the bigger picture but equally you know you're going to i don't know you're going to do something amazing i have that you know so. uh, yeah absolutely oh, dear. one very last question before we yes end. um i i did ask you if you have a you know a motto or a saying that you sort of uh, say to yourself or you use a lot or or something that is uh, you know bit bit of fun or might be very serious but did
2: you know so i i've thought about this lots and i've spoken right we've done dog walks where we've all chatted about it this week it's been a whole thing <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs>
1: um, this i don't the family uh a family input family
2: in- effort in- yeah okay <laughs> um i i don't really have any things that i say to myself all the time but i do have a couple of things that um People say to me that yep. then I go back to, if I'm like, oh god, everything's going wrong. So my friends, and this is mainly used to kind of convince someone to come out that night, even though they've got something important the next day, you know. Yeah. And they say, well, what about when you're 80? You won't think about that tomorrow, will you? You'll wish you'd gone and had fun with your friends. Yeah. And uh, it, sadly, it's worked loads of times, but it does kind of mean, on on another level, it's they're right. Yeah. Why, why would I not go? And I don't want to look back when I'm 18 I'm so glad I stayed in and read my book. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go, oh, actually, do you know what? That was a really nice time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Completely agree with you. And it, it's really important to have fun as well yeah. as the serious bit of why. So you know? that's
2: kind of one thing that I use to make sure I'm having fun. Right. And then the other one, mum, is from a Barbie Rapunzel film that. Uh, me and my sister used to love when we were a little wow. and my dad says it to us all the time and it's kind of he says it when if we're really worried about something or we think something's gone really wrong or um like something's happened that we're not proud of or something something's gone wrong in our eyes and we think everything's terrible and the world's ending and it's kind of everything's collapsing around us he it's a song that says constant as the stars above always know that you are loved
0: oh and
2: he just says he just he'll just say remember constant as the stars of earth and then it'll just walk off but it means it just means to us like oh yeah (laughs) actually we're always going to have kind of our little we'll always have someone our family are always gonna be there for us or we've we've got a really good friend who's gonna be there for us and it just kind of makes us go yep actually that's not that important that thing that's gone wrong isn't going to ruin everything because these things and all the kind of special people that we've got around us are actually what matters and they're still there
1: so that's okay <laughs> and that helps that so that helps you put it in
2: perspective
1: doesn't it yeah i think perspective is kind of yeah i also them, love uh, that uh, help me with perspective there's is, there's is somebody else as well who is there to love you which is yourself and yeah. um, you know that is the really important thing to speak really kindly to yourself and know that yes all the, oh, those other people love you and that is amazing but you know love yourself as well and and speak kindly to yourself and um I think that that is fabulous I love those (laughs) good 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 family uh um, family effort I'll let them know exactly (laughs) And, uh, you know, you'll probably start saying those to other people because that's what happens as you get a bit older. You you then adopt those and, and start saying them to others. So
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: <laughs> uh, Rebecca, it's been such a pleasure. You've been amazing. Uh, I knew you thank would you for be, having me. You have, you have not uh, disappointed me. Far from it. You've been amazing.
2: Oh, excellent. Well, and, I'm glad I could you, help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much.
2: Thank you for
0: having me. You take care.
2: All
0: right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Meeting of Minds podcast. You can find this podcast in all the usual places. Please tell your friends, please subscribe. And if you have a moment, I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that I'm really passionate about. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website at www safe and dot co uk until next time bye